Welcome back to a very special episode of Locked on Blues. It is December 31st, which means I am going to give you the 2023 recap. So stay tuned because you do not want to miss out on this episode. Your Locked on Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And a welcome back to Lockdown Blues. I am your host, Haley Taylor Simon, talking to you all things about our St. Louis Blues here, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I have to tell you, this episode means so much to me, and I was so excited to film it because I get to talk about what this past half year has been for me being a host of Lockdown Blues, and of course, what this year meant for St. Louis. And I think one thing I want to get out of the way is this. This podcast has been truly one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. And I sincerely mean that. So thank you, St. Louis. So I will do a 2023 recap, my 2024 predictions for the season. And of course, a big thank you and uh, wishing you a happy New Year's. So let's get into the 2023 recap. I'm going to mainly focus on when I joined and what went on. So I joined a couple of days before June 12th, which is we went Blues Day. So that was really fun that my first couple episodes were just talking about winning the cup. And um, for me, that moment was one of the best moments of my life. So being able to rehash that and talk to you all and get to meet you um, definitely was something that I really enjoyed a lot. So that was really special. I remember I was wearing like these yellow sunglasses and I'm like, we want blues day. And I had like all my blue stuff on and it was just so much fun. So off the bat, that was probably one of my favorite episodes because it was not only my first episode, like it was one of the first episodes, but it was probably the most fun I've ever had doing an episode on this podcast because that was the happiest moment of being a blues fan. So After that, the focus was mainly on that 2023 draft. That was basically the whole summer leading up to the draft. And by whole summer, I just mean like that month. (laughs) But um, in round one, I remember I did a live reaction video to the Blues selecting Deblore Dvorsky, who was the 10th overall pick. And it was a really cool moment for me being able to live react here on Lockdown Blues to who we were getting with that 10th overall. And don't forget, the Blues had those uh, three first round draft picks. So they got Deblore Dvorsky. Then they got Otto Stenberg, who has been killing it, by the way, in World Juniors. And then um, Theo Lindstein. So Lindstein. So they definitely picked some solid guys. I'm happy about the defense and the future of this team. But that was a really exciting time in my life um, because I'm a big draft person. And I remember I was breaking down everybody who I wanted. I really wanted Benson. That was somebody I remember being like fixated on that Zach Benson. And he's killing it in Buffalo. But I really wanted him to be a St. Louis Blue. But it's fine because I am really happy with how these young guys are performing and progressing. So this summer, there was a lot of drama. And it involved Tori Krug. Kevin Hayes, Travis Sandheim, a lot of players from Philadelphia and St. Louis. And basically, Tory Krug didn't want to waive his no trade clause. That's his right. Okay. Doug Armstrong is the person, by the way, my friends, that if you have any beef with it, that's on him, not on Tory. Tory had every right not to waive it. 
but it did create some controversy. And we ended up getting Kevin Hayes, center Kevin Hayes, even though I prefer him on wing, uh, from Philadelphia. So that was the trade. It was supposed to be this big blockbuster trade. I remember all the hype, like, and all the leaks. It was like, this is going to be the biggest trade ever. And it ended up just being us getting Kevin Hayes for a really low price. So it was a little bit more exciting, I guess, than you would have thought. I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things that kind of cracks me up as a fan because I really thought that the Blues were going to do something that was going to change the direction of this team. So the Blues went into the season. Um, I, I don't want to say that they were performing awful, but like it wasn't great. And it was a lot of back-and-forth hockey. I remember it was like they won some, they lost some, they won some, they lost some. And I felt very hopeful about this season. I Off the bat, Robert Thomas, he was somebody that really impressed me. Um, like always, but that was nice to see from him. I just felt like this season, now that I was like, oh my God, this season's going to be different. They're going to change. It just, I felt a little bit more optimistic. Um, so let's go fast forward. Jake Neighbors also killing it. I'm recapping. I know I'm skipping over some things. I'm just focusing on the main points of the season so far in 2023. Unfortunately, Craig Berube ended up getting fired. And replaced by Drew Bannister, who was the coach of the Thunderbirds, which is the Blues' AHL team. And that was probably the most recent big thing that's happened with St. Louis. I know the Blues have lost their past couple of games. And on tom- tomorrow's episode, in my regular episode fashion, I will address that. But right now, I'm just doing a little bit of a recap. So that did happen. So here we are now. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's been quite a year for St. Louis, when, especially when I took over. Also, I know this is before I joined uh, Lockdown Blues, but last year was the first year, well, I guess this year, like last season, was the first season that the Blues didn't make the playoffs in five years. So take that for how it is. Definitely a little bit rough, but the future of St. Louis looks bright. And that's what I'm most excited about. So before I get into my 2024 predictions, I just want to give you a friendly reminder to make sure to follow on Twitter at Lockdown Blues, where you can stay up to date with all of your St. Louis Blues information. And of course, my Twitter, Haley T. Simon. In 2024, this is what I expect. I expect Snuggie to come and play here maybe April I don't know if I could say that the Blues are a playoff contending team. All along, I said that they are a wild card team at most, okay? If they missed the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised. Obviously, that's not what anybody wants, but it is the most realistic outcome with how this team has been performing or not performing. I think the Blues, if they end up missing the playoffs, will get a high draft pick. And that's what I'm excited about because I will be at that draft. Um, I am going to be heading out to Vegas for all coverage of St. Louis Blues draft coverage. Um, A little bit of an impulsive buy. But since I'm not living out in St. Louis and this is the team that I am a fan of, I figured how cool would it be to go to the draft? I'm a huge draft person. A couple episodes ago, I actually was talking about who I would want the Blues to draft already. So I guess you can say I'm a little bit of a draft nerd. So I definitely want to head out and be able to um, take full advantage and uh, get some more insight on that. Another prediction that I have for 2024 is that Drew Bannister will not stay as the Blues' head coach. 
I think they're going to bring in somebody different. I don't know who. And this is why I'm saying this. Becoming an interim coach to a full-time regular coach, not the easiest thing. And, you know, I think back to the days when we had Mike Yo. And he, he's not a bad, like, assistant. You know what I mean? But as a head coach, not good. So it's one of those things where I think Drew really does a good job with the offense. But the defense, it's still something that he struggles with coaching, I believe. But, again, I could be wrong. That's just, like, a prediction, okay? Like, I'm not, like, wanting this man to lose his job. It's just me saying, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Another thing that I expect in 2024 is a trade. And I know the trade deadline is coming up pretty soon in March, March 8th, I believe. I think the Blues are going to make a trade. I think Tory Krug, I know that he said he wasn't going to waive his no trade clause. I don't think he's out of the picture yet for a trade. I think if he were to go to a team like the Bruins again, or a team that's a contending team like the Golden Knights. Like, I'm just throwing out contending teams, Dallas. I think 100% he would waive it. I think he just doesn't want to be on a team that didn't have much of a chance of winning the Cup going into the season. Obviously, I know in hockey, anything can happen, and maybe Tory Krug's like, oh, no, I should have done that. Whatever the reason is, I do think that he is somebody that they're going to try to kind of get out. Because it's the contract. It's not necessarily him as a person. It's more of the contract. Another thing that I could see happening in 2024 would be maybe Jordan Binghamton getting traded. Now, I know a couple of you, we've talked about this on Lockdown Blues, you and I, and I kind of mentioned it. I'm like, oh, well, like, would that be the worst thing? But I think that he does have value. But for whatever reason, lately, I've been feeling Joel Hofer does have more of a stronger presence in that. And I'm not saying by any means, oh, no, Bennington sucks. No, I'm just saying that I would not be surprised if Joel Hofer um, eventually became the main guy and Binner went somewhere else. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm making my um, <laughs> trade deadline predictions. But other than that, I really don't see much changing. I, I really think the team right now is struggling because of all the new trade clauses. It's ridiculous. Now, if Shen wasn't named captain this season and they just went without a captain, I would make a prediction that Robert Thomas would become captain next season. Well, like that's not going to happen. So I don't know why I even said that out loud. Like that was just a thought that I had. And I just wanted to say that out loud. So that is something else to keep in mind. So other than that, it's hard to say what the future of the Blues will look like. But if I want to focus on the draft, I think the Blues, realistically, call me crazy, I think they're going to get the eighth overall draft pick this year. And I'm going to come back to this video, by the way, if that happens. And I'm going to say, oh, remember my yearly like recap video when I said the Blues were going to get eighth overall? I do. I think that the Blues are showing their weakness even more now. I think they had that momentum with having a new coach in Banny. But I don't think they're going to be able to maintain that. So, no, I don't think St. Louis is bound to be in the playoffs, okay? But I do think that getting another good draft pick, doing some moves with the deadline, take advantage of free agency, you could build a really good hockey organization. So that is what they need to do. If you have any predictions, let me know down below. I just, I am brainstorming. I was coming up with all these different scenarios and I was like jotting things down in my notepad. I'm like, hmm, what could the blues do? And that's what I came up with. So finally, 
I want to thank you, St. Louis. I know it's a little weird. Okay. I'm somebody that doesn't live in St. Louis, but I'm I'm talking about the blues, covering the blues. What is going on? Is like that's weird, right? Um, I was really scared to tell you guys where I was from. I was scared to just be honest and say, hey, listen, I don't live in St. Louis, but I wanted to do that off the bat because I wanted you and I to form a really good relationship. Being a fan, you don't have to live in the city that your team plays in. And my connection with the Blues goes way back, obviously. I've talked about that before. And I, I, you know, I, I have... I have nothing but love for St. Louis in every way. I try to head out um, as much as I can. My dad and I were just talking about heading out again. But getting this opportunity to do this podcast, it is one of the coolest things for me because for about 30 minutes every single day, I feel like I am a part of everything again. I feel like I'm a part of the family again. And a lot of my friends, for those that don't know where I went to college and stuff, West Virginia is a huge St. Louis, like, fan base, if that makes sense. So when I was out in college, I was surrounded by, like, all my friends that were Blues fans, and we would watch the games together, and it was a really cool thing. Like, I don't know. I know that's, like, very random, but everybody there is, like, a Blues fan. So being out there and having a sense of, you know, being with my friends, friends who were fans, you know, going to St. Louis even during college. Like, it was just like one of those things, obviously, where it's a big difference not living in the city that you're a fan of. How many times do I ever, like, I look up all the time. I'm like, okay, it's only this many hours to get to Enterprise. I can do this. I can take off work and I can go. And it always ends up being, oh, I can't afford to do that. But it has given me so much pride and happiness being able to talk about my team that I love so much. I believe at the end of the day, this podcast has opened up my eyes to fandom. I have some of you that are watching from Australia that are Blues fans, some of you watching from England that are Blues fans, and I have somebody from Alaska. So I don't know if like St. Louis has taken over in Alaska, but I thought that was really cool as well. I think that the perception of fandom, it goes beyond location and it goes to the passion that you have for the team. And I think, I don't want to get choked up on here right now. I think for me, I always loved, you know, talking about the blues and, you know, expressing my love for them. But I have so many of you that messaged me on Twitter about the games. And it's just, it's one of those things where I really felt like this podcast has become a family in so many ways. And I am so thankful for all of you. I know I've been doing a lot of live streaming lately and that's been really fun, but I am just so thankful for all of you that have been watching and supporting Locked on Blues because this to me has been a dream come true. Never in a million years did I think I would be able to host my own blues podcast. I do a podcast that does all of the um, teams, the all 32 teams, and I find that fun. But the fact that I was able to get a podcast where I get to purely just talk about the blues, are you kidding me? You know how cool that is? It is a dream come true. So I want to thank you 
you that are watching, you that are listening, you that are just present, because I know that there are some podcasts that they can get player interviews, and I'm trying. I'm actually in the process of getting Jamie Rivers on this podcast. We've been talking. I know he's been very busy, but I am getting guests on this upcoming year. I've been trying to book it all. Um, so that is coming. That is something that I had to find out the technology on how I can make the quality and audio sound good. I bought new equipment. We're good. But this podcast, I, I could go on and on and I could ramble for hours about how much this podcast means to me. I just think that we have some of the best fans in the hockey league. We have the best sweater. I know, super random. We have Robert Thomas. We have Jake and Neighbors. We have Joel Hofer. We have talent. And I am so excited about Snuggy and Otto. And I am just excited about the future of this team, especially the two-way defenders. I'm so excited about defense. Not now at all. But, like, the future. I'm excited about the defense. I'm excited about the draft. I'm excited. So many things I'm excited about. Obviously, um, the biggest low of this year was not making it into the playoffs. And, of course, Craig Berube being fired. Other than that, this was a great, great year for St. Louis in a sense of the younger guys are showing up and they're showing off their talents. And I think that Joel Hofer has stepped up 110%. Remember in the beginning of the season when we were like, oh, yeah, this guy sucks, like sending back to the Thunderbirds. And now we're like, okay, Joel, pop off. We love to see it. It is so crazy how much uh, things can change in such a short amount of time. So St. Louis, I, um, I'm i excited. I was like getting choked. I, you just don't understand. Maybe you do if you don't live in St. Louis and you're in my position. How incredibly frustrating it is to not be able just to head to the games. And when the Blues are up by me, I always go see them. So it's not like I haven't seen the Blues before. I have plenty. But it's the sense of just obviously wanting to be with your home crowd. So this podcast has given me that. I love hockey. I love blues hockey. And um, I predict that we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube this year. We're so close. And when we do, I do have a giveaway. So make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Make a burner account. Whatever you want. All right, St. Louis, I will talk to you in 2024 on Winter Classic Day, and we have a lot to talk about about this really bad hockey weekend. Okay, I wasn't going to talk about it on this episode, but really fast before I go, what was that game against the Penguins? Am I the only one that's like, oh, yeah, this kind of sucks? And I hope I get my voice back, by the way. No, that game sucks. I don't want to end this podcast on a bad note now. I need to think of something positive. I have nothing. All right, let's go, Blues.